Welcome to the American Israelite Newspaper Podcast, the Let There Be Light Podcast. Um, today is um, Friday. What's the date today? Today February. is the 19th of February. 19th. It's the 7th of Adar. 7th of Adar. To begin with, um, my mom passed away last Wednesday night at 1130 uh, at night, and she passed away in her sleep, and so... We'd already done the podcast uh, that when that was the day we did our podcast, and then right. so she passed away that night. It was our camping issue? Camping issue. Okay, that's a happy time. And then uh, Thursday, uh, you know, I got a call first thing in the morning at like six a.m. because they didn't call at you know at night. I guess they figured they just, people were. I don't know why they just didn't. My sister called me first thing and uh, let me know. So I then asked. Um, well, I, I had to go to Weill for some paperwork, and I said, "Where my, where's mom? And they said, well, she's here, and I said, I'd like to come visit her. Um, so they said, well, we have to clean her up a little bit and, you know, prepare everything for you and all this. And I said, that's fine, you know, that's fine. So I went around 2 o'clock, and um, uh, there's a room in the back. I don't know if you've been to Weill's, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a room in the back where um, – there's like a room that's got a couch and a like a little sitting waiting area, and there's a window, and you view the you know person through the window, and mom was there, and I, I just wanted to talk to her. You know, I wanted to talk to her, and um, you know, ask her to forgive me for some of the things I did when I was a kid, and you know. I'm sure she forgave you at that time, too. <laughs> Let's hope so. So this show today is dedicated to my mom, uh, Josephine Frankfurt Deutsch Brower. Um, she has an interesting last name, Frankfurt. I am assuming the family came from Frankfurt. Well, she, mom, mom's family was actually from England. Okay. Um, they were English. And, but maybe uh, before that, they hailed from Frankfurt, Germany. Maybe, possibly. They went from Germany to there and then came to America. Um, we should, we'll get into that. We'll get into her parents a little bit. But um, I wanted to talk about my mom. Mom was 87. She would have been 88 March 1st. Um, that was her birthday. She was trying to make it to her birthday, and she didn't make it. Um, but primarily today is about honoring thy father and thy mother. And that's the fourth commandment. And so I thought, you know, I've been, I, I just got up from Shiva yesterday. And this first seven days are very important. The first, from what are, I'm not a perfect at this. I'm no rabbi. Um, well, what you're following is the process of the Kaddish, the morning, the Shloshim. And 
Uh, according yes. to our, our podcast friend, Dr. Len Singer, yes. um, who is also in mourning for the passing of his mother, yes. um, that this is a practice that's been going on for thousands of years. Yes. And they've been proven to be very therapeutic. Um, the idea is that you're constantly surrounded and that people are all around you um, providing support for you. You're really supposed to do very, very little for yourself during that first week. And, the, and it's, um, it helps you go through the steps and the stages. And at the end, when the 11 months are up, you right. have accepted the reality. It's, right. a, it's a very, according to him, it's right. a very, it follows very modern therapy practices. Right. And, um, right. Right. and there's a purpose for it, and it's been proven to work. And it's sometimes if you skip some of those steps, you're going to find not, you're not as healthy at the end of the 11 months. So one of the things where, you know, with COVID, you really can't have Shiva now. Right. And so I kind of was Shiva by myself with me and Stephanie and um, so I just to, so talk about some of my feelings. I mean, um, the first couple of days, you're just very much in shock. I mean, I was just in shock. My, you know, it's like I just saw my mom a couple of weeks ago. She was fine. She Well, would you share with us how was your mother's health prior to this? Okay, and okay. yeah, we should talk about it. So um, it was there a few weeks ago, and uh, mom was just sitting in her room and um, – uh, in her chair and she was just sleeping and I walked in and I, you know, mom wake, wake up and she's like, looked up at me and she said, I'm just so tired right now. I'm just so tired. And just like went right back to that. I just sat in there for a while and then she just slept and I just kind of, you know, hung out. Um, she had been, she was at Cedar village for, I guess about 11, 12 years. She's been there for a long time. She was there for a while because she was driving. She lived in Carrington in Loveland, and um, she started driving, she was still, still, still driving, I mean, she'd been driving all her life, she was still driving, and she would start getting lost, and uh, my sister would have to go pick her up, and, you know, drive her, get her back home, or someone, you know, and she just, you know, doctors like, you just gotta stop driving. We had that with Barry's mom, too, okay. slowly, she okay. began to get okay. confused on okay. her driving. And she was very angry, I mean, she was very angry, really yes. angry for a while. That's what happens. Uh, she gets yeah. really angry. She got really angry. And um, then it was like, you can't, if you're not, if you're going to, you know, be on your own, it's, you know, how are you going to go get, you know, every, so it was just like, it's, it was then the move was to Cedar Village. It was a lot easier for her to go to Cedar Village so that people were, you know, and, and she was, and that <laughs> she moved in like January and she was so angry about being there. And it took a couple of months, but after about two or three months around her birthday, and I, you know, I visited her regularly, she, um, she really started liking it. And they had activities, and they would go play. She'd play. One of the funniest things was I would go out there, um, and uh, they'd be playing bingo, and Mom would be, like, looking up at me, and she'd be smiling, she'd go, I, I've won like a dollar fifty. You know, like at a quarter a hand. You know, it was like my mother-in-law used to like that and bingo she, there too. Yeah, <laughs> and she was just so proud that she'd won like a dollar. I was like, Mom, what are you gonna do with all your money? <laughs> mm. <laughs> she, well, I might be all buy something or something <laughs> like that. And um, so she's been there for a while, and she had dementia, so her dementia kind of really got. Bad, it was progressing. Progressing, that's the word. And um, for the last couple of years, so she was declining. And and 
you know, I would go visit her and she would ask me the same question over and over and over again. And, uh, my brother, uh, blessed memory passed away in 2008 at 52 from a heart attack. And she would keep asking about him. And I was just so verklempt. It was, you know, it's like, you just get so verklempt over it. And, um, what can you I mean, it's like, this is your mom. I mean, what do you, I don't know what to say, mom. I, you know, it was very difficult. It's actually a question that I had for Jody Savat was a nurse that helped take care of my mother-in-law while she was at Cedar Village. She's someone that does like supervisory care and brings in helpers for you. And that was a question I had asked about one of my mother-in-law's friends because there's one of my mother-in-law's friends that's at Cedar Village still that I do call occasionally because she was the kindest woman to my mother-in-law. Of all oh. of her friends, she was the very, very kindest, and she's still at Cedar Village. And I give her a call every so often, and she asks about my mother-in-law, Edith, and she asks, oh. where is Edith? And I talk to Jody about, you know, how do I answer that question? Right, right. And you just have to be very kind and just, you know. Right, you just answer the question like she passed away or, or, or you be just honest. Say, and, yeah, you, you know, you probably miss. She said to me, you say to her, you probably miss her a lot. And then let the other woman, and then at some point maybe the other person will it'll, remember. But you've got to be. Kick in. Yeah, because you want to be careful also not to offend them and make them upset that they forgot or embarrass right. them. But Jody Savat was a great resource for right, us. You don't want to embarrass a person. Yeah, right. that, that's, that's, well, in Judaism, just general. Right. One, one Judaism, humiliation, and embarrassment are like the two greatest things you can do to, to hurt somebody. It, you're totally right about that. So, I mean, this is kind of a different show for us. It really is. We're not doing the news. We're not talking about the Israelite this week. Um, and I thought that it would be really important to talk about this stuff because, you know, death is a part of life, and, and we really don't, you know, I mean, I thought me going through the whole morning, like I asked you before if you've had to deal with a lot. I've had to deal with a lot of death in life. No, I, I have. And you have not really dealt no, with a I lot. No, I have had very, um, I, it's personally, like close right. personally, thank God I have not. Right. Um, we did lose Barry's mom um, the summer of 2019. Yep, um, I was I was at the funeral. Yeah, you were one of because yeah. it was a hundred and some thousand degrees that day, and we told people yeah. not to come in. In right. fact, I said I didn't know that until yeah. I got there. <laughs> I sent my parents home to Chicago. It was just too yeah. hot; we couldn't have them outside. But so yeah. that that was a close death. I've had, um, unfortunately, um, I have had friends who have lost children, which has been very very difficult for me. But it's a different sort of a a mourning. Um, and and interestingly enough. This is our health and wellness issue, and we have some <laughs> interviews that we are going to postpone that we yeah. had. Till after Shloshim. Till yeah. after Shloshim, yeah. yeah. that we're dealing with this health yeah. and wellness. And so these are, it's a perfect time to be talking about mourning and mental health and taking care of yourself and taking care of you. Um, at the, you know, all of us well, taking care you of you, that's part of our job to help you during this time is to take care of you. And I appreciate it very much. Um, so, you know, the whole death and mourning and it's, it's, you know, it is part of life and it's something we don't really, I think our society really doesn't talk about that often. It's something, unless you, you're like personally dealing with death and are personally dealing with a death, we really don't talk about death too much. We just kind of, well, you die, you know, and <laughs> that's it. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's well, not it something you, phys- you know, you physically feel it when, when your parent dies, you physically like, I was telling some, you know, during Shiva, I, we were just by ourselves. And, and, you know, you cover the mirrors, and you, I covered up the televisions. 
And we're and I just, can see you're not shaving. No, I'm not allowed to shave. No, I, I you're not allowed to cut. You're allowed to cut your fingernails, but only after you get up from Sheva. Uh, but I'm not going to shave for 30 days. You don't until, go shopping. There's uh, no you're music. Li- not, that's during Shiva. Okay. You're not allowed to go shopping during Shiva. Now I'm allowed to go shopping again. Um, I got up from Shiva yesterday morning after uh, chakra services. And there's no music and no dancing and no <laughs> going to weddings and parties, but the wedding and party goes on. And you can attend yeah, the party course. part. Yeah. You can attend the service part. The service. But you don't go to the dancing portion. No, no. And, and like... Um, you know, so to circle back a little bit, um, if music is playing, like we, uh, you know, here at the paper, we have a, you know, a restroom. And when you walk in, uh, you know, we listen to some classical music. And, tell, so it's and the like reason a, is pri- a little privacy. privacy because there's no, no roof there attached. No, the, there, the walls are fake. And so there's a large gap. And God forbid you have a day where you have some excessive body functions going okay, on. Okay. It's important. Julie has excessive body functions all the time. Yeah, so we, we it's important that, that music plays. So are you allowed to have that music still playing in the you bathroom? Or if it's in the background. Okay. Um, and I was like asking, you know, the rabbi, you know, my rabbi, and I also have a couple of friends that are Orthodox that I talk to about stuff. Like, you know, what do you do? What? Do, all right, so you're during the 30 days, during Shiva, absolutely no, you know, no, you're supposed to be. Focused on the person for those seven days. And then people come visit you, you know, at the house. Well, Mm -hmm. during COVID, there is no visiting. Now, I had a few people come over, you know, personal friends that came over that I, you know. Well, if they've had both vaccinations, it's not a problem. If if they're masked, if they stay away from you, it's not a problem. Um, But But, for safety reasons and the amount of people that could be coming through your home, yeah. All right, so, and then you're you're not allowed to watch TV, but you are allowed to watch the news during the seven days. But we just turned it off. Um, And now that I'm at a shiva shiva, now during slow stream, you're allowed to, you know, somewhat get back into the swing of things in terms of, you know, watching a movie, but you can't watch a musical. Okay. Um, you can listen to music, but it ha- actually you're not supposed to listen to music for a year. Um, but if it's playing in the background, that's okay. Well, the other um, thing is that you can also tailor some of these things to meet your personal needs. I mean, if your profession was music, that would be a difficult thing for a year. So you still have to, t- I mean, well, I think that work. built in Judaism, right, right. built within Judaism's right practices is still the option to make things still work for you if that's totally not going to work for you can allow it to work for you and then at the end there's after 11 months you are going to have where people hopefully at 11 months this will all be over you will have people that come to you for an organized final event well that well that's the headstone the laying of the headstone so we should start with mom where mom was born in um in uh, south bend indiana and grew up in South Bend, Indiana, which is in the shadows of Notre Dame, which is a major university. And her parents, Ruth and Bill, my grandparents, um, on that side of the family. Bill, it's interesting, he was uh, ortho- kept Orthodox and kept kosher in With South Bend, Indiana. And this is Well, like they could get it from Chicago, most likely. Bing- exactly. And so his job was he built uh, garages in Chicago. Okay. And mom told me all this stuff as I was growing up, and I, I he died before I was born, so I didn't know him, uh, Bill Frankfurt. 
And um, he would get all his food in Chicago and then drive home, which is kind of interesting. And then mom, so mom had an older sister, Eileen, and uh, Eileen went away to college at Indiana U. Okay. Indiana. That's where and, Barry went, yeah. Okay. And, um, and his sister. Okay. And I could have gone there, too, because I was a legacy. So mom went, so I and Eileen went there. She was four years older. Then mom went to IU, and she um, studied uh, she, uh, education and teaching, and her major was art. She was, you know, to be an artist. And she, when she graduated, her, fir- her, she, her first job that she got was being the art teacher at Camp Livingston during the summer. Wonderful. So she graduated yeah. like in May, and the, you know this camp started in like you know June or July, ran for a couple of months, and that's why she came to Cincinnati. Then she met my my father, and uh, the rest is history. And that that's how I got here. <laughs> well, and then I have an older I don't know, uh, have an older brother, Michael, who was uh, twenty months ahead of me realized he was older than you for some reason i always months. thought you were the older brother Mm-mm. no and uh, then i have a younger sister pamela who's um 57 so she's like five six years younger than me i don't know the exact date and how many grandchildren did your um mother okay have? so my mom so my fa- uh, my brother uh has uh, an older son aaron and then eli and then sarah That's and three. then i have uh, rachel my daughter, and then my sister has Randy, her daughter, and Ethan, her son. Okay. And um, so, um, mom was an art. So she started teaching. I, you know, one of her first jobs was at like at uh, Hughes High School, and um, then she worked at uh, Wanted Hills for a number of years, and then she got a job at Reading High School and worked at Reading for like thirty-five years. Um, she was the head of the art department, and during that time, she also was an art, an active artist in Cincinnati. So she was at, you know, the, you know, people remember her, talked about, you know, I meet people constantly. They're like, "Well, I knew your mom, you know, she, you know, I bought a piece from her, or I saw her at the Hyde Park Art Show, or I, I met, you know, I met her at Summer Fair, or she, you know, she was a member of the." Uh, art club of Cincinnati. So she was very active and involved in the, you know, the art industry, uh, art, uh, you know, culture of Cincinnati for many, many years. And you said that people went and actually commissioned some of her pieces we were talking about earlier. And that, uh, and one of the things you're concerned about is if someone has a commissioned piece that they don't want anymore, that they should contact you because you would like to, you would, like yeah, I'd be you. happy to buy it back. Yeah, whether it's a piece, you know, I have like bowls and, and ashtrays. I don't really need that stuff. But some of the stuff she did was she did. So I'm sorry. I, I uh, My mom was a, her, her, medium. Uh, her medium was, was she was a copper enamelist. Okay. So she would make pictures like huge pieces of copper and she would, um, she made silver and made images in the silver and then she would put the you know the the, um, the glass in there, and then fire them. And then what was your when your mom signed her work? What what? Jose, it says Josie. It says Josie. So yeah, that's something that's Josie. really important because if they find a piece in their home yeah. from yeah. something that someone had bought or in their parents' home, that they would know Josie came from Josephine Brower or yeah. Josephine yeah. Frankfurt. Yeah. 
So that's important to know. Yeah, now, jo- also, so is Josephine Frankfurt Deutsch Brower. Right. <laughs> I also um, remember from um, so the funeral was also done by Zoom. Yes. And yes. we were able to watch it from the comfort of our homes, yes. but also to stay away from others for COVID. Um, and during the eulogy, right, it was right. it was mentioned that your mother produced some artwork for some of the local synagogues. Do you want to talk about that? I, I, I think she did a mezuzah for Rockdale. Well, she was a longtime member. I didn't know about that. I didn't okay. know that it was um, that it was there. I didn't even know that. I I, I need to go see that. And then um, your sister also says that she went out to another state for a while. She was in. Uh, she really loved the Southwest, um, so she was out in, I guess, Albuquerque, where New Mexico. Yeah, New Mexico, and she had a condo out there. Okay, and so um, that's where she did she some lived, work. Yeah, yeah, she, she lived out there for well. Um, she they had a, they had a house in Cincinnati, and they also had a house there too. So she would go, you know, in the wintertime, she was down there. Sounds like your sister and your mother had a fun trip going back and forth. Yeah. Like it was a really nice trip. And, and then to let everyone know at the end of the podcast, we will be adding the eulogy from Rabbi Sheena Potter Jaffe. Jaffe. Jaffe, yeah. 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 So, so, um, <clears throat> so um, it's interesting, you know, when someone dies, you, you know, while prepares the ground and it was – you know, we just like a couple of days before that, we got like ten inches of snow. You go. The to weather's the, been very bad. <laughs> well, it's ending. It's ending on tomorrow. Tomorrow start to warm up. Yeah, t- today it's like twenty-two, and then tomorrow it's going to be like thirty, and then Sunday it's supposed to be like forty-one, and it's going to be fifty-four on Wednesday. So That's, it's going to be like a heat wave. And then we'll have everything melting and mushing and dirt. Yeah. And everything. But still it'll be, it'll be melting. So yeah. So, so we're the happy other, about that. The other thing, and in terms of right. COVID and the rules, so you and I, a couple months ago, were talking because another friend of ours has had lost their mother. And we were talking about how, um, in their town, they were told to bring their own shovels. And when I talked okay, to right, right. Uh, Billy Khan, he right. said, well, we don't have people bring their own shovels. What we do is you we actually them. give them cups of dirt. And I also yeah. remember that from the Zoom so, funeral, right. that you were given a cup of dirt to place. Yeah, so at the burial, you know, it's, it, I was telling you, know, there was like 10 inches of snow like the night two days before. And you get there, and it's a, there's like a perfect hole. Right. And it was like well, they have a machine that cuts it exactly. But you you don't think about that when you're like not until you get there and you figure it out and you're like, oh, it's not really frozen. It's just what you see on the see. That's a good that's a good lesson. There is a lesson right there. What you see on the surface is not always what's below the surface. Right. See, that's that's you know, don't judge a book. Didn't your cover. mother tell you that? Yes. Don't, don't judge, judge a book, book by, by its cover. cover. There you go. And my mother also would always always say. You have to be even Steven. So because she had two sons and a daughter, if one of the sons got a ball, the other one got a ball. If one of the sons got a book, the other one got it. We always had even Steven. If, if mom bought something for one kid, all kids got it. So That's she didn't nice. want one to think that, you know. She didn't want to show her favoritism. And she wasn't. I think my brother was probably her favorite. He was was more of a mama's boy than me. Yeah. He was definitely a mama's boy. So, So, And then there's the burial. And um, because COVID, one of the things in orthodoxy is that, so you can't, when you you shove, put dirt on the grave, you cover the grave, it has to do with, 
you're doing a mitzvah for this person that they can never thank you for. Right. Um, so I stayed until the end when they put all the dirt on and then, and then I left. And one of the interesting things, all the cousins that are the kids, the grandkids, when I left, they were all standing around talking. And that meant so much to me. It would have meant so much to my mom mm-hmm. um, that my daughter, uh, who's 21, she'll be 22 in April, was talking to her cousin, Sarah, who's just turned 20. They're, they're four months apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just turned 22. And then Eli was there with his girlfriend, um, Emma. And uh, Eli's 24. And um, uh, it was uh, it was really heartwarming. And then uh, Eli's roommate was there. But um, And one of I, your nieces spoke at the funeral as she well. She did speak. That's Ra- Randy Chunderlick. But um, I also want to shout out to all my friends that came for the minion because it was very important for me as a um, to have to say to, to have a minion at the funeral at the burial and say Kaddish for my mother, and uh, it meant a lot to me, and it meant it would have meant a lot to her. In fact, it's interesting because you know my mom was Reform and I'm more Orthodox, but her casket was the most unadorned. I noticed that Orthodox casket. That's you, what that's I want. Just the most unadorned Orthodox casket. You did. So I was t- talking to the, um, Billy or somebody else, and um, she chose the one. This is the that was the most simplest casket you can get. The next level up from that has handles. She goes, I don't even want the handles. I just want the most simple casket. It's like a simple. Uh, so I've been reading this. I read the book. Uh, I'm reading uh, Saying Kaddish by Anita Diamond, which is a really a good book. It's a very good book on death and mourning. And now I'm reading uh, Rabbi Maurice Lamb's book on um, the Jewish way of di- living, you know, dying and, and mourning. Um, and that's really what I did all of Shiva. I, 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 I was reading about mourning and what, you know, what you're supposed to do. Um, cause there's, you know, there's people, well, I'll, I want to say, uh, publicly thank Julie. You know, I wanted to thank, thank you. you and, 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 uh, Barry. And also don't forget Bella. Bella and why, why? And, and why, <laughs> why and Rena and all his kids. Um, cause people just kept sending food. And uh, we ate, you know, we ate some, you know, a lot, but there's just so much food. And I'm like, you really don't feel like eating. You know, I mean, I didn't feel like it. We slowly, slowly started eating and uh, it slowly comes back. Um, But it's like such a a deep shock that you're going through that, um, you know, I just felt so all alone. You know, I have my sister, but I felt kind of alone and I felt... Now I'm kind of like an orphan, and people like say that like, how do you feel like I like I kind of feel like an orphan now. Right, you don't have your parents. Well, so let going back to some of these these things. First of all, I'd like to go back. You talked about this book for anyone that's interested by Anita Diamante. So anyone who yes, wants Di- to, who is, that's the yes. that's the author who wrote the Red Tent. So exactly, she she's an excellent author. So, excellent. So if, if that helps you remember about this book, um, that yeah. is the author. The other thing I want to go back that you're talking about is changes since and billy khan talked about this when he was our guest on the podcast some of the changes that go on and some of the things that you have we all have to cope with as there's covid because 
when COVID's over, things can maybe go back to the same. But yeah, they, you, they, I'm sure they some of the things that go on at the funeral home that we would like people to be knowledge about is that you are limited on the number of people that you can bring into the either the funeral home or even out doing distance at the cemetery. Okay. You will not be able to shovel the dirt. You will actually be giving cups right, of, right, of right, dirt. Now, right. I don't know about chairs. I noticed there weren't many chairs out there, but do you bring your own chairs or do they provide? No, they, they provide chairs. They provide chairs. Because, st- well, Stephanie broke her uh, her. Uh, a bone in her heel, and so she's hot. she was on crutches. And the, the one uh, one of the cemetery guys said she needs. I said yeah, she needs to sit down. She's got to sit down. And then um, the other thing is, I believe there's no more pallbearers. That they actually they have the, uh, it's the on employees. A yeah, yeah, the employees from Wild Funeral Home yeah. take care of the body again to yeah. to stop the sharing of things that you touch. So now that But d- that will all go back to normal. That'll, that'll all change back, back as, as soon as ever. And you know, we should bring this up because y- y- you know, you're getting vaccine soon and um and and a lot of people are getting vaccine right now. I mean, I a bunch of my friends have got uh, the vaccines. People I know have got vaccined, vaccinated. Right. And, uh, and it's, so there's it's starting about up. The, the vaccine, are. after you take the first mm-hmm. one, you're good for three months, and you're supposed to really wait 10 days to two weeks to let it settle in your body. Yeah. Then the second one is, is for, it handles you for two years. So. Now, uh, in two years, well, we have to, but so they'll put, so, on, you know, I like get a flu, flu shot, shot, it'll be part of the flu shot. It'll, it'll just be in that flu, it'll be in the flu shot. Who knows what they'll do, how they'll But it'll, it'll be all one. They've it'll got be all two one years shot. to get that organized. Yeah. Um, the only thing I don't like is those needles. The needles, yeah. But I'm not a big fan of the needles. Maybe one day they'll come up with oral. But in the meantime, so these are things that, you know, we, in two years, hopefully all this will be taken care of and we'll be better prepared. But, um, so we wanted everyone to be familiar with those changes when this, and unfortunately it will happen to all of us that we have to face these the life and death of family members. Yes. Um, well, we're relatively young. We're middle-aged, I guess you'd say. Well, unfortunately yeah. this week, if you'll notice, while funeral had a tremendous amount of deaths between Sunday and yesterday, a yeah. tremendous amount more, a large portion, um, uh, and it's un- unfortunate. But um, yeah. And famous people. There's been a, a lot of and this week of famous people. And um, speaking of about COVID, you know, um, it we won't be going through the newspaper today. But on the from the pages, there is we actually we should probably do the death notices today. Right, we'll do we, the death only notices. A couple. I think there's a couple. In the from the pages section, there is an anniversary of Nancy and Danny Pilder, and thank God they're okay. going to be able to celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary this September. But it's the anniversary of their engagement, and Danny, of course was one of the very, very first patients, particularly in Cincinnati, who had COVID that we were all knew about and were, were but, cheering him on. He was on. the front page story. And, and he wants everyone to know that he's doing very well. He's got very little side effects um, from the thing. They've also both been, they got their first inoculations. So and that's interesting when you bring that up because... He had COVID. He had COVID. And now he's getting a vaccine for COVID. Because so, when you have COVID, right, it's right. only the antibodies they believe. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. But from right. everything I've heard and listened to and read, right. the antibodies that you get after you've had COVID are really only good for three months, which is the same as your first vaccination. So you still oh. need to get vaccinated. Um, and so then, if you had COVID, could you, you could get it again. You could get it again after three months. And remember, people were uh, getting it again. They were uh, getting it again. But he's feeling great. Um, he doesn't like taking the shots either. And he feels very, very fortunate. Um, and we will go back hopefully in September, and we will put them back in front of the pages and talk about their wedding. Okay. But he's had very little side effects. And his advice is to everyone, if you're not feeling good, 
you know, go and see your doctor. And he also oh, recommends so, that okay. everyone gets those pulse pulsimeters, pulse pulse, pulse oximeters for your pulse home in case because that tells how much blood oxygen is in uh, your, and that's what he said right, everyone so should have at home. When you bring up um, um, how you feel, what 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 you have difficulty breathing? I understand. Okay, so I don't know. Okay, again, okay, I'm not a doctor, okay, but okay. I understand the problem is the is. Breathing. You might feel, some people are just going to get a fever. Some people are just going to okay. get aches. Some people are going to have no symptoms. But if you're starting to have any trouble with your breathing, and if you have one of those poxults, I'll butcher it, <laughs> you're, pulse you're, oximeters, then pulse you, oximeter. and actually, you know, remember I took the trial for Johnson Johnson right, through CTI. Right, right. They sent me home with a thermometer and a pox, pulse oximeter. What does it look like? It, it, it fits on your finger and it does something don't uh, ask me well it, yeah. it checks the oxygen level in your blood i guess so yes yeah, right, something right. like that but it it so, so i have it's one like at a home. ring no i think it went over my hand if i okay. remember right something you, like did this. you have to take it back to them no you, they want you to keep it oh, because you still have every, it. You still have every monday okay. and thursday okay. i'm supposed to report any symptoms okay. i have that might be like covid and if so then they would probably have me take uh, my temperature and put this thing on so part of, so it wasn't just you just went and got a shot you also had to do a little right and work then, for the and then i had a and i had to go back every six weeks or so and get my blood taken okay, to see if okay. I had antibodies. And they don't tell me anything, so I okay. don't have any information from them. Okay, okay, okay. So, but right. but that's what, and so, and anyway, so Danny and Nancy, congratulations on your 50th yeah. wedding, uh, engagement of your wedding, and we will hit you again in September. All right, so, so. Going yeah. back to your mom. So and now I'm like, in, I'm now entering slow sheen. Right, which and is the 30 days. That means 30, 30, 30 in days. Hebrew. Okay, and then and then, uh, then the 11 months. And then uh, we'll have the, um, the headstone will be put up. And then you're, 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 you're never really finished, right. but um, and you move on to a different level. Let's put it that way. And you don't have to wait 30, 11 months to put the headstone right. on. You right. can actually put it on at any time. But if it's you, kind of it, tradition, it's, it's traditional. Tradition. And then there's also going to be a gathering that you will have where you will again yes. talk about your mother at the end of the 11. Well, months. and I'd like to do minion, you know, say Kaddish again for mom, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, yeah, that would be all right. Um, so, your, so your mom was here. She was an artist. She worked at a lot of the schools. She has, sounds like, six grandchildren. And, um, and this, and she had been having some dementia. She was at Cedar Village for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And she began to want to sleep, which is what I've heard from other people that their parents just get very tired near the end, and they just want to sleep. Right, right. Well, so I wanted, um, you know, I'm quoting here from um, Anita Diamond's book, um, and I wanted to read, and it's usually you don't really want to read a lot of stuff on the radio, but on the show, but I want, there's some of these really are very interesting uh, uh, poems and uh, prayers, and this is called uh, Vidui, the uh, Final Confessional Prayer, and uh, so this was written by, by a Rabbi Amy Eilberg, translated by her. So this is a traditional prayer. Yeah, so my God and God of my fathers and mothers, may my prayer come before you, do not ignore my plea. Please forgive me for all the sins that I sinned before you throughout my lifetime. I am ashamed of deeds that I have committed. I regret things that I have done. Now, O God, take my pain and suffering as atonement. Forgive my mistakes, for against you have I sinned. May it be your will, Adonai, my God, and God of my ancestors, that I sin no more. 
In your great mercy, cleanse me of the sins I have committed, but not through suffering and disease. Send me a complete healing along with all those who are ill. I acknowledge before you, Adonai, my God, and God of my ancestors, that my healing and my death are in your hands, that it may be your will to grant me a complete healing. If it, if it be your will that I am to die of this illness, let my death be atonement for all the wrongs that I have done in my life. Shelter me in the shadow of your wings. Grant me a place in the world to come. Parent of orphans and guardian of widows, protect my dear ones with whose soul my soul is bound. Into your hand I place my soul. You have redeemed me, O God of faith. Hear Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Adonai Hu Elohim, Adonai Hu Elohim. It's Elohim. Adonai is God, Adonai is God. So that's kind of like when you're sick, I think you're probably asking for forgiveness and asking for um, healing. I wanted to say that um, my mom, she, you know, she passed away at like 11. She went to bed, and she passed away in her sleep. And um, Probably the best way to go. I, I agree. You know, I mean, I, you know, everybody I tell that, they said the same thing, you know. Um, she didn't suffer. She wasn't like lingering she didn't you know have pain for and i know people that have you know and and uh, had long you know drawn out illnesses and then pass away it's that's i'm it's kind of like a blessing that mom passed away how she did she didn't suffer and and i and i'm uh, kind of feel good about that i mean she didn't suffer and i you know i that's kind of a blessing. I, I've said that. Re, I've repeated myself several times. So, Ted, you've told us a lot about the history of your mom. You know, tell us some of your fondest memories of your mom, some I've anecdotes. That, so, uh, every summer, um, we would go to Clinton Hill Spring Cl- Swim Club. I don't know if you – we grew up – I grew up in North Avondale. And Clinton Hill S- Swim Club was like – beyond North Avondale school and you went up around the bend and every, I mean, it was like the place to go when we were growing up. It was the happening spot in the summer. Um, all the families from North Avondale, we all belonged there. And we all went there every day during the summer. And um, I could just, you know, smoking a cigarette, hanging out by the pool um, with all the other ladies and all the other moms and, you know, they all, well, they all smoked back then. Right, I mean, all they, the moms, uh, yeah. Did your parents smoke? My parents smoked a little bit. I remember yeah. us hiding. My father smoked, yeah. and then he stopped at one point, and I remember us hiding the cigarettes, too, during the 60s. You know, they, mm-hmm. I, I still have some cigarette, um, you know, the boxes, the nice decorative boxes and ashtrays and things that were decorative. It was part of your decorations. And now it's like, you know, who smoked? Right. It, it's like it's hard. I'm now, I smoke cigars, but... To find anybody that even smokes nowadays is like really hard to find people that's nobody smokes anymore. But and our parents and our grandparents, they all smoked. They, I all, mean, they, they all smoked. So, so back to your mom. Tell me. So what also the- one of the funny things about my mom was she loved Chuck steak. Okay. I don't know if you know you know Chuck's. Okay, Chuck steak. Um, and Chuck steak always had like bones in the. You know, you'd get the Chuck steak with the bones in it. You'd always see my mom after dinner gnawing on the bone. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, she just loved those bones. It was like, yeah, she just chewing on bones. I was what like, was mom, your fa- what the hell are you doing? What was your favorite thing that she cooked for you? 
Well, mom was not that great of a cook. Yeah. But that, okay. That, she was not. She she she. But she made. She loved steak. She mm-hmm. would always cook steak for us. And we all, you know, when you're growing up, they would steak steak. Um, I don't remember anything that was like because mom was not that great. Not she was a better artist. Now my grandmother, Charlotte, she was an excellent cook. I mean, mm-hmm. one of my favorite dishes from Charlotte was uh, chicken and rice. Okay. You know, it's just I loved her the way she made chicken, and she would make these cakes that were just out of this world. I mean, she was she was fantastic. Whatever she made, she was excellent. I mean, it was really uh, ex- tasty. So you tasty. you mentioned a little bit of your mom's advice about being even, Stephen. So she was st- always so about. So give us like, an, yeah. another piece of your mom's advice that sticks in your head that you hear your mom saying all the time in your ear. Like, my mom likes to say, what's in your head doesn't have to come out of your mouth. I always hear that right before I say something I shouldn't say. Or right after I say something. Um, I can't, you know, I'll, I'll think about that, like, later, and I'll write it down and bring it back up. Because I can't really, off the top of my think of anything. You know, she would always, you know, what's fair, good, good for the goose is good for the gander. Uh, it takes two to tango. She would always tell you that. And if I was, like, involved with, uh, you know someone you know dating or she'd always you know takes two she'd always tell you it takes two to tango and you know you both have to be um you both have to compromise kind yeah. of she would always re, you know iterate that um stop fighting with your brother <laughs> how about who was your mom's <laughs> best friend who was your mom's best friend well later was riddell friedman who's still around um i think but, my mother-in-law was friends with her too yeah yeah they're all buddies um Growing up, it was, uh, uh, let's see, Mrs. Merritt, Mrs. Robinson, um, some of her art buddies. And it's fun. It's interesting because um, I run into people. You know, I'll run into – in fact, it's really strange. Um, I was called to – I had to change my dental appointment. And I call up, and this uh, Linda answers the phone. I don't, I don't remember. You know, I mean, I've been to the place. I don't know Linda. And she goes, well, my mom was best friends with your mom. And I went, huh, what? She goes, yeah, my mom was, an, you know, was buddies with your mom, and she knew your mom, and she was from Louisville. And they knew each other because they had this connect, from Louisville connection because mm-hmm. my mom's sister Eileen lived in Louisville. And... Um, she just, you know, she went on and on about my mom. I was like, okay, you know, I, yeah. And also, her students that she taught, a number of students are Jewish, and they come up to me and they go, you know, I was money, you were mom's student, and I remember this, this, and this about your mom, and I, you know, I, you know, taught. It's 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 in her because she's she made a big impact. It's like. You know Steve Jobs in his if you if you've read his autobiography yes, I have. he said put a dent in the universe you know that was his big thing is put a dent in the universe and I think my mom did you know I think I think I hope I am daily running the Israelite in this small little dinky you know America you know put it, doing our podcast me and you and putting out a newspaper every day that I've done for the last. 22 years. My mom was proud of me. She told me that. And it was, it makes me almost cry. You know, I mean, it's, it's hard. Um, you know, it's, it's important for your parents and 
as a parent, tell your children that you're proud of them. Um, and she told me that many times. Um, I'm she, sure she's very proud. You've done a, a great job with this American Israelite and everything that you've done. And, and I know you took very good care of your mother and you went to see her a lot. You would talk about visiting your mom. And I, and I have, from knowing you all these years, I have, you know, great, great stories from you about <laughs> your mom and, and the love you have for your mom. Well, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't athletic. Like, uh, you know, she wasn't this, she was, she was just, you know, my mom. I mean, one of the things that I respected about my mom immensely, and I said this to the rabbi and she brought up, the, you know, my mom had three kids and she got up every day and she got us up. She got up at like 530 in the morning. She got us up. She got us to school. She went and taught school every day, all our life for 30, you know, for all those years and came home and cooked us dinner and put us, you know, she, she did it. She didn't talk about it. She didn't brag about it. She just did it. You know, she just did it. And, um, that mean a, it meant a lot to me I mean, and it still does, you know, her work ethic and, 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 you know, don't, she was never a, you know, big boisterous, you know, go, you know, be loud. You, you know, she just, she just went and did it and, and said, you know, you just go do your, you know, just go do your thing. Just go do it and don't quit. And, uh, that, that meant a lot to me. It really meant a lot to me growing up, and it still does as an adult. It, made, it, meant, it meant a lot to me. So. Well, I think that it's really important that you were able to share all of this with everyone. And, um, you know, next week is um, our... Uh, it's Purim, Purim. And, and I'm only allowed to... I'm allowed to hear the Megillah, but I'm not allowed to party or so anything. For the next, and, in the next month or so, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, we will come back always and talk a little bit, like on the Israelite this week. And again, it's the health and wellness. This is very important that we right. talk about all these things about uh, our health and wellness. The cover is Edith Moss, which I did do an interview, which we'll stick in another time. She also is another wonderful mother who's a, a dancer yes, and she has yes. children that are artists. And then we have, um, this week I'm going to read the obituaries um, and we will follow that up with the eulogy that was right, right. Uh, said at your mother's funeral. So one of the things, you know, it's like, you, you know, the birth, you know, the death is kind of a shock. And then, you know, the burial is very, it's very, um, Touch. It's I don't know how. It's not touching. It's um, it's just you're emotional. still. In, it's a very emotional, right? It's you're very raw. It's very raw. And then Shiva is kind of a step back from the world. Um, step back from you know everything going on. And it, you know once you do step back from that for a couple of days, you realize it. It kind of puts every lots of things in perspective. Um, yet life and death and, 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 you know, children and parents and, and, you know, history and, you know, all those things, you start thinking about that stuff for seven days. And, um, I thought about a lot of those things and, and how maybe it's time to reorder our lives in terms of what's important and what's not important. Um, and it kind of, and then when you come up from, you know, you, 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 you're supposed to be, you're sitting low on a small, low chair, and you, you basically you stand up. 
you know, you stand up and you come back into life again. And, you know, Judaism really has way, you know, that's, you know, what doctors would start at the beginning. It's like this is from thousands and thousands of years of learn, you know, going through all these things of how to do this. It was developed and it worked. And And it does work. And it's, you know, it's like I can feel myself kind of when I got up yesterday and kind of coming, you know, stepping back into reality, stepping back into the, you know, day-to-day work world, you know, that kind of had some kind of the separation there and the meaning of what I was doing. I think that's that's important. And and again, thank you for sharing that with all of us. It's not easy, but uh, it's a wonderful tribute to your mom. We had an... um, for next week, the pages will be even fuller for the obituaries. But this week, we have yeah. uh, Stanley Funk, mm-hmm. Tim, who passed away at age 92 on February 13th, oh. 2021, the first of Adar, 5781. And, of course, your beloved mother, Josephine Josie um, Brower, age 87, February 10th. Well, I wanted 20- to change. It should be Josephine Frankfurt Deutsch Brower. And Frankfurt for what Frankfurt was her, uh, her maiden name. Okay. And yeah. that was on the... It was uh, the 29th of Shabbat, 5781. We also have a large, a longer story about Robert Pollack, the scientist. And huh? again, the interviews that we had planned for this week, which uh, we yeah, will we'll put Yeah, we'll come in, back to them. We'll come back, come to, back those. to them. Um, After 30 days, yeah, when we come back to life. May everyone's memory be a blessing yes. to all who love and knew them. The death of Josie Brower leaves a hole in this world. A mother, a wife, a sister, a friend, a teacher, a grandmother, a well-known and well-liked artist. Josie lived a life of adventure and was deeply loved and admired by so many. Many of you that are joining us by Zoom today were her students. Many of you were her friends. All of you were impacted by her life. I do not have the honor of meeting Josie, but her presence, her creativity, and her contributions to the people in her orbit are clear. Pam and Glenn, Ethan and Randy, Aaron and Eli and Sarah, Ted and Stephanie and Rachel. From the stories you've shared, your mother, your grandmother, her zest for life, her strong opinions, her work ethic, and her welcome embrace are clear. From road trips with Pam to Ted's Friday lunches at Cedar Village with Josie and her ladies, to overnights at grandma's condo, Josie took care of her family and had a lot of fun and did it her own way throughout. Josephine Frankfurt was born on March 1st, 1933 in South Bend, Indiana to William and Ruth Frankfurt. She was very close with her big sister, Eileen. Summers in Josie's childhood were spent in Michigan on her grandparents' peach orchard. And as a young woman growing up in South Bend, Indiana, in the shadow of Notre Dame University, Josie loved visiting Chicago. Just a train ride away from downtown Chicago, Josie spent a great deal of time in the big city. Following in Aileen's footsteps, Josie attended Indiana University. She joined SDT sorority and was even able to pin her daughter Pam when Pam joined SDT at UC a generation later. Following graduation, Josie headed to Cincinnati, Ohio, where she began her career as an art teacher. 
Josie married Ted Deutsch Jr. and together they had Michael and Ted and Pam. Growing up in that big house in North Avondale, the kids remember that the walls of their home were covered with their mother's artwork. After Josie and Ted divorced, Josie and the kids moved to Roselawn and eventually Josie met Richard Brower, the love of her life. Josie was an art teacher to so many, first teaching at Walnut Hills and Camp Livingston and at the JCC camp and Reading High School and throughout the community. She enjoyed more than 35 years in the classroom. As Ted recalls, he deeply respected his mother's work ethic. She got up every morning, day after day, year after year to teach her students. She was admired both for her teaching and for her artistic skills. Josie specialized in copper enameling and jewelry making with gold and silver. And in fact, she created a beautiful mezuzah that adorns Rockdale Temple's doorway. To this day, friends come up to Josie's children and tell them that they had her as a teacher or proudly recall the bowl or the vase that the, her, their mother had made. Josie created award-winning pieces such as work in the Chunderlich home of glass on copper. More recently, Josie hosted her own art show at the Pendleton Art Gallery, and she served as a judge for art shows around Cincinnati, including the Hyde Park Art Show. She not only created art, she also collected it. Her discerning eye led her to purchase early works by artists like Jim Dine, whose talents became celebrated and well-known only later. In addition to living in Cincinnati, Josie did move to Albuquerque, New Mexico for several years to pursue her life as an artist. Her grandchildren loved seeing all the artifacts she collected while living there and the influence that part of the country has had on her work. Pam recalls the amazingly fun road trip the mother-daughter duo took back to Cincinnati when Josie moved back here. <clears throat> what should have taken two days took five. They took the long way home, shopping, going to restaurants, their own Thelma and Louise experience. And there was darkness in Josie's life too. The death of her son, Michael, hit her hard and she continued to miss him deeply throughout her life. It was around the time of Michael's death that the signs of dementia first began to show. His death took place over a Thanksgiving weekend, already a painful and fraught date for the family following the death of Ted Jr. at that time decades earlier. And in fact, Josie's son, Ted, chose Thanksgiving weekend for him and Stephanie to marry as a way to bring a bit of joy to that time of year. Since Michael's death, as before then, Josie continued to be surrounded by her family. For son-in-law Glenn, his vivacious, fun-loving mother-in-law has just always been mom. She embraced Glenn as part of the family from their first meeting. Well, after first sizing up all six foot five of him, she just she said to Pam, let me see your hand, because she just knew right then and there that the two of them had already been engaged. From then on, Glenn was family. Even if she did give them a hard time, asking Pam why she had to marry someone with such a hard name to pronounce. What was wrong with a Smith or a Jones? Josie was a loving grandmother. When Ethan and Randy were little, she was the one who met them at the bus stop and stayed with them every day until Pam and Glenn got home from work. Even when it drove Ethan a little bit crazy that his grandma made him read in his room every single day. Her love for her grandchildren was evident. Josie was also known to be quite opinionated, especially in her later years when her opinions were often stated out loud. At the same time, 
She was incredibly welcoming and accepting of every person she met, regardless of their background or their lifestyle. As Pam explained, mom had the soul of an artist. Like Bitzalel of our Torah, Josie was endowed with incredible talents and skills that were a blessing to the world she inhabited. She has left us a beautiful legacy. Not only does her artwork display her kindness and her creativity, those whose lives she touched will continue to share her stories and her memory. It is good and right that she will be remembered with love and she will be deeply missed. Zichrona Livracha. May Josephine Brower's memory continue to be a blessing to each and every one of us. Amen. So I wanted to do Mourner's Kaddish, so I'll read it. And I'm not the greatest at Hebrew, believe me. And then I'll read it in Hebrew, and then I'll read it in English so everyone can follow. Yikadah v'yikadah rabah, ba'alma dihirhusei yamlak malkusei v'kayikon uvkayon uvmakayon uvkaye dekal beit Yisrael bagala. La Uvizman Kariv Vimru Amen. Yehe Shmei Raba Mervora Leolam Umaya Umaya Yitabak Yit Yitbarak Sorry Yitbarak Yitabak Yit Paar Yit Maram Yit Nase Yitadar Vietale Vietalal Shmei de Kudasha Birhu Leila Minka Birhasa Veshirasa Tush Bahata, Benekamata, Da Imram, Balma, Vimru, Amen. Yehe Shlaba, Raba, Min Shemaya, Bakaim, Alenu, Viakal, Yisrael, Vimru, Amen. Ose Shalom, Bimrama, Huyase Shalom, Alenu, Viakal, Yisrael, Vimru, Amen. Exalted and hallowed be God's greatness in this world of your creation. May your will be fulfilled and your sovereignty revealed in the days of our lifetime. And the life of the whole house of Israel speedily and soon and say, Amen. May you be blessed forever, even to all eternity. May you, most holy one, be blessed, praised and honored, extolled and glorified, adored and exalted above all else. Blessed are you. Beyond all blessings and hymns, praises and consolations may be uttered in this world in the days of our lifetime and say, Amen. May peace abundant descend from heaven with life for us and for all, and for all Israel and say, Amen. May God who makes peace on high bring peace to all and to all Israel and say, Amen. Amen.